Play with Pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Well, finally, mm. welcome to the podcast. Special day. Uh, Gary, my producer, will vouch that we've had these guys individually over the last few months. Uh, but they've been tougher to get together than Oasis. I don't know why. We have Jason in November. Then we have Randy in February. Uh, of course, they weren't speaking to each other. Big news. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, Andy Cohen did a whole special on it, I think. Thank God. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> we straightened out your contract writers. We have them here today, the Sklars. Guys, how are you? I work good, except after that Andy Cohen special, we both aren't speaking to Teresa Guidice. Oh, yeah. Guidice, 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 Guidice. Before we get rolling, Chet, uh, do, you, do you have a solid update for us? It's so solid, even Lauren Bobert can't misinterpret it. Time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Thumbrella. Keep your fingers high and dry with Thumbrella. NBA playoffs. Dallas takes out Phoenix like an M80 takes out a pumpkin. Looks like Chris Paul will have to win his first title on the seniors tour. What? The NBA doesn't? Oh, brother. Boston (laughs) bum rushes Milwaukee like a drunk uncle taking the mic at a wedding. I was pulling for the Bucks, guys, but honestly, in my updates, replacing Giannis M. Tempecampo with Jason Tatum is worth it. And finally, (laughs) Golden State sent Ja Morant's hairstyle back to Michelle and Degocello. That wrap-up sponsored by Auto Body Experience. Hover 20 feet over your car repairs at Out of Body Experience. America's pastime. No, not watching the Kardashians fail to slice a cucumber. Baseball. Here's how bad the Reds are, guys. They know hit Pittsburgh and lost. Pittsburgh got three walks and a bobbled grounder to win. So still, no one's getting laid in that dugout either. Dodgers prove there are no ghosts. They give up 33 runs in four games without Tommy Lasorda coming back from the dead and kicking each and every one of their asses. Both New York teams in first place. So if we could just replace baby formula with obnoxiousness, we'd be set. That wrap-up sponsored by Lotions 11, the smoothest, most radiant heist gang ever. It's pay attention to hockey time. NHL playoffs. Tampa Bay eliminates Toronto like it was the night before a colonoscopy. See, they eliminate. The last time Toronto won a Stanley Cup smoking was still considered good for your health. Oh, brother. That item sponsored by Nutsacks, a perfect serving of nuts in a pocket-sized sack. That's Nutsacks. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1882, the place Churchill Downs, Kentucky, Jockey Babe Hurd rides Apollo to victory in the Kentucky Derby. Said Babe, why do we have names from 2003? Nobody knows. That Waterhouse Update sponsored by Dick Tucker's. Women's clothes for men. Back to you, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Chet. That was, uh, that, that was brilliant. Um, 
I'm actually thinking about getting a little sombrella, which is basically an umbrella that you wear on your head, like the Brock umbrella in the shape in the shape of a sombrero. It's just basically a sombrero. It's a sombrero, or an umbrella that comes out of a sombrero. There you go. Wow. On the top of a sombrero, but you can still put. Our parents still had like the uh, sombrero that was uh, ceramic that you put the dip in the top of the hat and you put the vegetables oh, around the side. Yeah, it was it was really a brilliant piece of racism that that fed <laughs> fed an entire bridge group. <laughs> and why is that? Uh, where uh, maybe it's racist? I don't know. It's a, a dish indigenous to Mexico. Sure. I mean, there was no guacamole put in. It was just like oh, di- oh. dip in vegetables. So it was oh, like I a, a misappropriated see. use of a <laughs> sombrero. That you get it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like getting one of those big uh, fish plates. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. And serving beef yeah. stroganoff in it. It's That's right. That's right. So listen, let's talk a little comedy here because you guys have been festivaling it up. You did this Moon Tower thing. Oh my god! Sounds like amazing. And then you did like a recent, like Good Weed. What was it called? You just came from one that also was super hip. <laughs> we did the uh, Netflix is a joke festival here in Los Angeles. How that was, was that? fun. Fun. Okay. I mean. We kind of, you know, we were coming off of Moon Tower, which was fantastic. I love going to Austin because, you know, the festivals are great because you get into a town with all these other headliners you wouldn't be on the road with. I mean, when we're we're in a city, typically, you know, you're not with 30 of your other friends who do comedy because they're out (laughs) doing their city. So to then be in the same city together is just a blast. And they run that festival really well in Austin. Austin's a great place to do it. Tremendous venues. And then you're just hanging with your friends. Like we would do the show we did at the end of, and we did it every night was uh, the goddamn comedy jam that our buddy Josh Adam Myers does where you do comedy and then you sing a song with the band, which every comedian wants to be a rock uh, star, rock star. star. And every rock star wants to be John Mayer, which is a man trying comedy. So uh, we, so we basically, you get to live the dream and sing the song. We, of course, this last time did uh, Jay Giles band uh, centerfold, Peter Wolf, the Jewish Jagger, let's just say, let's just call it what it is. And it has the best false ending to a song. It's like they finish it and they're like, all right, all right, one, two, three, four. So that suddenly became our favorite dumb bit to do where we would just never end the song. So the song ends and we're like, thank you guys. Oh, thank you guys. Oh, you guys. We, we've been out. We were on a flight at like five 30 this morning. There's we no were up at three 30. There's no human way we could. One, two, three, four. No, 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 no. And then literally came up in other people's sets and started doing it. It was. That's brilliant. So I dumb saw, yeah. So I fun. saw a video of that. Yeah. Uh, it Good looked time. like some sort of a crazed, Speaking in tongues, weird. <laughs> we can only do this near the border in case the police come. Uh, there was, was a lot fun. of that. It no, was it's great. Fun to, it's fun to watch it with the sound off. Because yeah. Then, yeah. You're like, then you're like, this, what are they what doing? What are we doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. doing? It was yeah. just, it was youthful and fun and I love it. And then we came back and, you know, we we got on a few of the Netflix is a joke shows and those were a blast too. They you know it's the best comedy. We didn't get rushed on stage. That was yeah. good. That's always a plus. That's all. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal nowadays to come back yeah. in one piece. Did you have the Jay Giles Piccolo section at the end? No. We oh the the whistling we did not. 
And there's a couple of piccolos mixed into that. There's a couple. I mean, you, and yeah. one and one flautist who's just in the way, way. Yeah, to give deep. it some depth. Right. You, know, you needed a flautist <laughs> to get to give it to give it some gravitas. We had yeah, to add give the it a flautist. little base. That's right. <laughs> now, do you guys travel together, or do you try to travel together when you travel? Or yes, we do, and. Uh, you know, typically, although I took my wife on this last trip, we were just in Portland for one night and Seattle for two nights at the famed Crocodile, uh, which they redid. And there's three right. rooms in there. There's a great comedy room downstairs called the Here and Now, 100-seat room. Perfect, perfect. Just a beautiful See, that's place. the one that, that when I saw it pop up in your feed, because I follow your feeds. Thank uh, you. <laughs> we're uh, feeding you. <laughs> it, it popped up and I went, it it was so hip. The names Crocodile, and then yeah. the whatever. Yeah. The whole, I thought it's another festival. I don't even know about. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't another festival. Although there was a comedy festival going on in Seattle, but this room is so cool. It's just you know they're they're really kind of dipping their toe into comedy, and they have this theater down there, and it was great. The crowds were incredible. I mean, Seattle's just such a fun town. We did the. Yeah. Uh, the Sean Kemp's Children Walking Tour of Seattle, which takes you to every every neighborhood. neighborhood. You see every neighborhood, every single child that Sean Kemp has fathered. In, oh wow! You, know, you get see, a chance yeah. to really get to yeah. really see the city. I mean, that's the best way to see the city. Hey oh, guys, you know, I actually announced that one year. We did a bus, and I uh, I did the play by play on that. Where's uh, Sean Kemp? <laughs> Sean Kemp. He was yeah, able he did, to he do did color commentary. Uh, oh, but I had I did all the uh, I traffic copped it because he, he forgot a lot of their names. And Chet used to do that in one of those like rotating bar things, you know, where you, everyone pedals in uh, yeah. San, Di- San Diego for uh, you know Antonio Cromarty. That was really nice that you yeah. did that as well. And I'll say this: uh, uh, my little pedal bar uh, never tipped over on my watch. There you go. That's right. Sponsored and by uh, guys. Uh, sponsored by Spanitizer. Put uh, it on your hands once. You're good for 10 years. Warning, after applying Spanitizer, do not eat finger foods for six months. Back to you. I'll say this. I'm a big fan of Spinitizer, which is these hands aren't dirty. You just spray that on there. It's like there's nothing on these hands. Wow, I like it. Spinitizer. Fidget Spinitizer. That's for kids, for kids. Fidget Spinitizer. Keeps them busy for a while. So are you cracking new material at these places? Are you comfortable enough? Or is there a yeah. challenge at a hipster festival like Moon Tower to go, okay, this sets all new stuff. Everybody's doing new stuff yeah. or that a, kind of feel. It's a great question. Uh, so because we do Moon Tower every year and because a lot of the same people show up to Moon Tower, to, you know, the comedy fans show up to these shows, we want to give them our newest stuff that we're doing. Right. And it really forces right. us to develop new stuff and continue to sort of make sure we, we put it out there. So when we go do Portland and Seattle, yeah. It's funny because at the top of the show, we try and do uh, a bunch of local stuff that we can, like about the town sure. that we're in. I mean, we were and, in... And has that sort of become almost a parody and homage to doing one local joke? At the top of a set, most comics will try to squeeze. Do in one, so yeah. We, so we did a we did an audio. Jay, turn up your volume a little bit. Oh, you speak it quietly because oh, you uh, told me to get away from the microphone, man. You, you were way up. Back. You were way up on I, it. And I think that was me terrible. and Gary who told you to just okay. Yeah. So Randy was telling me that I should be far away and not be heard. Um, Go ahead. 
So no, no, no. So we did an audio documentary, an audio book for Audible um, that was really cool where we went to 10 different cities. Each city was a chapter. And in each city, we would try plane lands on Thursday. By Saturday night, can we have 10 minutes of material about that city? Can we develop that while we're there? Wow. And, it, and then you hear us kind of over the course of the weekend, like at eating at the restaurant that everyone's like, you got to eat at this restaurant. And we're talking and we're talking to the waiter and or waitress and we're trying the material out. So you're seeing us kind of take the kernel of it and, and watching sure. it as we talk to people on the streets. And like, you know, we're trying to ask questions, but slip the new material in. And then you listen to us kind of develop it over the weekend. So it was like like, like we were in Bloomington and their big vegan restaurant is called the Owlery. And we're like. Wait, your vegan restaurant is named after a bird of prey? Yeah. I don't understand. That it's bird like, only eats meat. Yeah. And so we just kept like finding these little things that would be specific to that town and just writing bits about it. It would force us to do, almost do like a new mini set within the set every night. So Have you guys just, ever uh, filmed that? Yes, yeah, so, film, we rec- so we record- process. So we did that for a pilot for the Travel Channel. It was called Finding Funny, and it was great. It aired on the Travel Channel. It was so much fun. We did it down in Raleigh. It never caught on as a series because I just don't think they could understand the comedy that we were trying right, to do. Right. I mean, like, I remember we did a whole bit on that show about down in Raleigh. They had, like, statue, like a Civil War statue, and we're like, there was half the people in our tour group were like, take it down, and half the people in the city are like, leave it up. It's part of our history. We said... You know, leave the statue. Here's our solution. Leave the statue. Uh, because it's North Carolina, just build a second statue right next to it. And it's just Michael Jordan dunking on that. On that first Civil War. Statue. Sa- right. Yeah. And just literally giving a, a, a mouthful of nuts in his, you know, basically a nut sack, not to bring back sure. the sponsor of oh, the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right, in it. It, right in his face. And there you go. That's perfect. That would be a, a fantastic way to do that. So, again, like... I think the Travel Channel is like, I don't know if we can do yeah. this type of comedy wherever we go. It was still really cool. So we did it as a series on Audible. Uh, it's called uh, Sklars and Stripes. And you can actually, you can listen on iTunes and whatnot it was, and hear the album of jokes we did in each city. Each city is like a track. So I want to like, see like, uh, I, you got to shoot yourselves when you land and you're first getting some of the ideas. Yeah, Because I did. think there's still room for that. Yeah. It's you, you just landed at the wrong spot with all these damn platforms, Jeff. Uh, listen, you gotta find the right. Hey, this is ironic. This section uh, of the broadcast yeah, is okay. sponsored by the Dollar Confederate Statue Store. Wow, oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's only nice. o- only available in the cities below the Mason Dixon line. Uh, we so yeah, so we love doing. So we kind of took from that that we you know, did that project around 2016 and into 2017. And we basically have taken that into wherever we go. So if we are in Portland, we wrote like a bunch of material about, right. you know, Portland and how they should have a baseball team. And it should be the most, we were just up there, the most Portland baseball team ever. Like you should be no, no stadium, no stadium. You just follow them on Instagram and they just, it's a pop-up somewhere. Like there's no fences to basically signify the anarchy that's going on there. Uh, they all are dressed like old timey baseball players from the dead ball era. The gloves are just the size of their hands. Everyone's wearing like a heavy wool uniform. Oh, that's mustache. Each dugout is a weed dispensary. There's that like a so farmer's market in left center field. Have you tried the heirloom tomatoes in right field? They're unbelievable. 
Un- unbelievably organic. No pesticides. None. <laughs> sure. Right field. I mean the dugout. I mean left field in tomorrow's game. They keep That's moving right. it around. Well, there is no right field because, well, it's Portland. It's yeah, all sure. it's all it's all left. Uh, so it is fine. Two left fields. So fun and so fun to kind there's of. Just, there's just left field and far left field. Well, sure. I feel that then exactly. Uh, and it's so funny when you keep going left, you Im- immediately you find yourself back in right field. Sure. Uh, and then you'd have to be uh, uh, given a list of pronouns, uh, the play by play announcer, so that he gets them right when the batters come to. He's not going to get them right, or they are not going to get them right. So we uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we so that is really fun for us. So what that forces us to do is it keeps us on our toes, and we do that at the top of the set. Opening sure. joke to get everybody going, then get into that chunk about the local stuff, and they yeah. love it. It just kind of warms them up as we yeah. then jump into our material. But then, like around the middle of the set, we have sort of the bits that we're working on now that we want to put through the the meat grinder to get them. You go right. five sets in a weekend. Can we can we develop this bit that we're doing currently about? kidnapping like the idea of kid that's something like that's you know people of little kid parents of little kids are so worried they'll be like at the park look down at their phone and then their kid's gone but we are like the 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 term kidnapping to us is so wrong and yet we all continue to use it we're like there's just yeah. no they're like what how did it even come about because that's not what they're doing kids aren't napping in this yeah. scenario like it's kidnapping yeah, that's like you're nabbing it. Yeah, yeah. And it almost as if someone was just like, yeah, <laughs> did you write down napping? No, I wrote down nabbing. Well, just change. Uh, did you write down nabbing? No, I wrote down nabbing. Well, just change it. I can't. It's like we're past the point of no return. I wrote it down in a number two pencil. There's nothing we can do about it. That's so great because it harkens to me to almost another great team, Nichols and May. It's yeah. sort of the... You know, look, look, I napped your kid. I took you. No, that's nabbing. Nabbing. It's nabbing. It's so many. Is is there a, outside of you and the Lucas brothers and maybe Tenacious D, I'm not sure there's teams around anymore or any coming up. Have you seen them? Is it something that's going to go by the wayside or is it something you guys can encourage or inspire or care so, to? I mean, I don't even know that the Lucas Brothers are going to do much more comedy now that they're like huge screenwriters and like that they had an Academy Award nominated screen, a film that they wrote. I think they do it for fun. And obviously they, I don't know how much they literally go out and tour and need to do that to supplement their income and whatnot. So, but there just aren't a ton. I know there are teams like coming up and I know there are teams that do like alt shows in certain cities, but it's like... It's just our joke is that people ask us what's the best part about being a comedy team, and we say that it's that we get to split the money. They let us. They allow <laughs> Jeff. They allow us to do that. How great is that? That's but the, so sweet. The, uh, you may be able to bill yourselves at the, as the last comedy team. I mean, we're we're one of the last ones doing it, and I do think for people that come out and see us, you're seeing something interesting. You're seeing something yeah. that you you normally don't get to see, and so. Yeah. I would say we're the we're one, we're probably the last comedy team that without a musical instrument that is just doing stand up yeah. that has been doing it for decades. So you're gonna see something 
unique and interesting. And so, Jay, now you have to lean directly into the microphone because anytime you move away, no one can hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's it's interesting. It's sort of like oh, a, you got to turn it around. You you're you're it's, it's got to go the other. There we go. There we How go. About That's now? what she said. It's all much better now. There you go. He was looking the wrong way. Typical Jews. <laughs> Don't know how to fix the thing. No, but that's so. No, but Randy's point is right. Or Randy's point off of my point is right. Is that we, you know, we when we come to town, this is something we've been developing over thirty some odd years. So, like, it's going to be as high quality as just a regular, you know, a, an individual person them doing it. But there aren't. There aren't a bunch of, back in the early seventies, late sixties. Yeah. There were so many teams, teams yeah. so many teams, and you know that was just a thing. And and yeah. but it's a hard thing to sustain over time. Again, you have to split the money unless you're wildly successful and you're right. just making. You know, I mean, Tenacious D, they had a hard time like as yeah. a team because Jack was off doing movies and Kyle wanted to do his own stuff, and it's like. You know, those are like two separate personalities doing other things. You, Jack had a family, and Kyle. It's like, like it's hard. Yeah. Penn and Teller, Penn and Teller, maybe are, are right. one of the big ones, but they went to Vegas and they just did a Vegas show. But they had magic, so they weren't just doing straight stand up. Like we right. are doing straight up stand up. We're not doing sketch. Yeah, and there there is an interesting, exciting energy when you see two people on stage because you know there is an added layer of a timing and then b comfort as you guys know it's an animal response from an audience mm -hmm. they like it they don't like it they know you have control they're not sure you have control mm -hmm. these things are animal all of that happens and then you guys have those added layers where it's like are they comfortable with each other yeah you know what i mean yeah oh yeah and, there's and, there's all of that and but they don't increase the judgment time uh, on the intrinsic level, it's still that same 18 seconds or whatever it is that it takes for people to go, OK, I can relax into this. Right. And that, and that's the thing. They just want to know that we can handle it. I mean, we in up in Seattle, we had our first show Friday night this past weekend. Two dudes who were so drunk in the front row. I mean, they were okay. so drunk. They were tr not assholes but they just got too drunk they just yeah. got too drunk for the night and this is a seven o'clock show i'm like bro where when did you start this whole thing i please tell me you didn't start like at three at work but they were they were so drunk and they were like agreeing with everything that we were saying in a very loud way and we're like that's not we don't need you're now throwing off our timing like you're now throwing off forward and also we're not a sketch group we didn't order two drunk people to enter into our our act and so th so the one guy got up to leave to pee the other one got up and was so drunk and didn't realize how drunk he was and there were all these chairs across the front row that weren't like chairs were solid chair and he knocked them all over fell, fell down across. and fell across and knocked all of them over and a fan on the side like who by the way is a is a fan of ours and we know him through like Instagram he's a butcher so like he's dealt with like dead meat before in like a giant you know carcass like picked him up and and helped him out of the the place and his friend oh came back God. and we're like to his friend who was really drunk but nice but a little more with it we're like dude you got to go get your friend you got to go hold his beard back because this guy is about to you know and it could have derailed everything like it just could have right, it right. Made it all about that but I think the audience was happy that we just jumped back into our material 
because they're like, oh, they have it under control. They're not going right, to allow this right. to overtake the whole show. And yet moments like that allow a crowd to go home and go, um, we're never going to see that again. Crazy. That was unique to, to our the, night at yep. the club. That was special. That, that's pretty cool. Hey, Crazy. sponsor guys, buy Backplaque, the backpack for all your dental supplies. Oh, nice. And Gunga Dan's for really mild Indian food. Try <laughs> Gunga Dan's. Let's dive into the sports guys. Jeff, they hardly have any time. I know. They got like uh, eight minutes left. Let's, uh, l- let's dive into some sports here, guys. Let's do it. Uh, uh, let's talk uh, uh, basketball, NBA playoffs. Oh, my Chris God. Chris Paul. Uh, this is like the network's never finding the right sitcom for Sam Kinison. Right. I don't think he's going to win a title now. Unless uh, no. Phoenix gets a point guard right. or, 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 or a point forward, a John Morant type. Yeah. It could spin either way. Uh, I think Booker's tremendous, but I'm not sure he's a one. And, you know, I, I don't know if Chris Paul is going to get this title ever. He's, he's going to be the Dan Marino of the NBA. Well, they have played great in the regular season, ran away with it. Yeah. And all while, uh, you know, Golden State got healthy and figured out their championship pedigree again. And, you know, yeah. they're doing their thing. And then, look, finally, Dallas and Luka, everybody loves Luka. Everybody. I mean, remember yeah. before Kobe took, like, made his kids take a picture with him, like, back right. in the day. Right. And you're just like, he knows that this guy is the next level. Yeah. This guy, to me, is the closest thing to Larry Bird you're going to see. He's like, he's That's got a great a comparison. Yeah. Killer instinct, great shooter, big, can, like, move people off, uses his body really well, and is the guy who wants the ball at the end of the game. You and say, he's not afraid to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, have a couple of desserts every meal. I like you that know, he's a big he's guy, too. He's got a little got punch a little, to him. That's right. He's got, he's Everybody not, says he's got to get in shape and they'll go through the roof, and I'm not so sure. I think maybe this is his comfort zone, you know, so, body-wise. So here's why I love him and why I'm like – when I watch him, I'm like, he's not moving so fast. Like, when I watch John Morant, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's doing insane things with his yeah. body. He's suspending himself in midair. He's doing ridiculous things. When I watch Luke, I'm like, God, he's moving so slow. Why can't they defend him? <laughs> and that's the kind of guy who will destroy you forever. He's like Jokic. I mean, yeah, he and Jokic are like these just awesome guys who I think people get behind them and like them because they represent – it's yeah. like the, every rec league guy was like, I could do it. You know, it's like, oh, you can't do it. But then you look at these guys and they're like, well, they are doing things like his game isn't above the rim. They're below the rim guys. And Jokic is, could be an above the rim yeah, guy. There's something the about uh, the Europeans especially, although Chris Paul tends to do this at least later in his career. Right. Where they're like water. They, they, they're, mm-hmm. uh, they are searching for the spot on the court that is uncrowded. Right. That w- that will not have a hand in their fate. And they will shoot from there. If it's three feet, if it's 30 feet, they don't care. They'll take what you give them in terms of where is the open space. They dribble till they find that and they put up some weird 18 footer and it goes and in. They're happy with that because nobody's near enough to them. In the NBA to yeah, make they'd it. rather they'd rather take the uncontested than right. the, the the higher percentage shot that is more contested. I mean, they, it is so fun, and 
and I think a Dallas Golden State that's going to be fantastic. I was sorry that the Bucks lost, but I kind of like the team that is the Celtics. Like yeah. they still have a lot of Brad Stevens DNA in that team. So I I like how hard they play. I like that Al Horford is still just like everybody's like, yeah, leave him alone. He's not going to hit that three, and then he hits every three. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, but this is how, in my opinion, the Celtics are different than the Suns. The Celtics have any number of like three guys, and now another guy. Uh, who essentially can go off and take the game over. Like Jalen Brown can do it, and and so can yeah. Jason and, Tatum can and do Tatum it, can yeah. Do it. And even Smart can do it. Marcus now. Smart can do it too, and Al Horford can pump in 25 points if he right. just gets hot. And then this kid from Tennessee. from uh, Oh, yeah, that, that kid's really good too. Williams, Jared Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like you got, and they're all tough. They all play defense. They're all scrappy. They kind of remind me they they have the DNA of those Celtics teams from the eighties. Yeah. You know, like they're that, it's not yeah, pretty. But that they being said, Miami in five guys sponsored <laughs> by uh, Cole Slaughter. We murder cabbage for a killer side dish, and mm. Sliver City, the lumber yard that's in a hurry. Uh, okay. Hey, let's jump on this first. I know I want to get you out of here with a couple of minutes so you can sure. catch your breath. That's all good. It's all good. Um, NFL draft. No, NFL draft. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. No, we'll <laughs> save hockey because you got to build. You got to let hockey crescendo itself. Let's do hockey Go when on. we get back to the Stanley Cup. And please let there be at least one Canadian team in there. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to happen. No, me either. Uh, uh aiden hutchinson goes second your michigan boy yeah uh, was picked first the entire time then a uh uh a georgia defender pops Mm -hmm. up yeah starts a trend five georgia defenders in i believe the first round i think eight (laughs) i think they were there eight in the first on the in the first two rounds or something like that and now now here's here's the interesting thing for me as a badger fan let me set the premise Wisconsin and Georgia's defenses, one and two, literally the entire season, mm-hmm. and wound up splitting most of those categories at the top of the heap, right? Almost evenly, uh, statistically, and yet all these dudes. <laughs> the first Badger was taken in the third round by clerical error, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> Leo Chanel. Leo Chanel. Leo Chanel. They're great. I mean, that so, team's great. Great college players just don't. It's like Hunter Dickinson on on Michigan's basketball team. Unbelievable college player. If he stays two more years, his jersey gets hung in the rafter. He's a legend in Michigan. The NBA doesn't want anything to do with him because the NBA yeah. wants a six foot eleven. They want Giannis every time. Yeah. They're like, give me the six foot eleven guy who's a rim protector, who two steps, and he dunks it in your face. Yeah, you can't deny him. I mean, all those Georgia guys, a unbelievable team players. They played a tremendous defensive scheme or schemes all year mm-hmm. and understood them and played them at, at an incredibly high level. Great athletes. And too. great athletes. Yeah. So you can't blame the the, uh, the NFL for picking them. You can't. But, you but can't. Still. It's just, it, you know what, it, because the, the NFL, yeah, the NFL is a measurables league. What are his measurables? How big is this guy? He's how fast foot- did he run the 40? And you're like, yeah. wait, do you need to know how fast a lineman runs the 40? Who cares? Yeah, how many times is he going to chase down the? uh, Yeah, yeah. but I mean, yes. So there's just the the notion that like, what's his? How long are his arms? That someone just said Aiden Hutchinson's arms aren't long enough, and it's like, 
Well, if he has violent hands, who cares how long his arms are? Who yeah. cares? Yeah, I mean, it's like you want... I like the g- term violent hands. Violent hands, yes. Maybe we could... Maybe that's what they need. Gary and I were talking last week about ways to sort of uh, reinvent the NFL draft. I didn't like what they did in Vegas. I just... Yeah. And I think it's because Gary and I agreed they're they're following the same model, which is parade people up to a stage and let them speak. They got to find another model. I suggested Real Housewives, yes. or a survivor type, where there's 50 of them in a room and they're trash talking each other, and you're creating rivalries for the rest of their careers. That's or, a great. That's and a Gary great. came up with a great one. Is is what about those days? Why is there only four minutes between uh, picks yeah. now? What about yeah. those days where you would have a late minute trade and then they go, uh, they completed the trade in a minute. The Chicago Bears, you're on the clock and they go to the room and the Chicago Bears would be like, fuck. <laughs> That's you know, right. I love that. papers flying in the air. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, Ed Marinero is still talking like yeah. that was the weirdest thing yeah. I've ever seen. I was like, could you have less awareness? And and literally, the Minnesota Vikings should, in my opinion, lose a pick next year because they let him do that. So maybe some maybe we can create a lexicon of terms that we just use as if they are accepted terms already, and maybe they'll bleed into the lexicon. Violent hands. He's Violent got ang- hands, he's yeah. got angry toes. He's got yeah, marinero. Yeah. He's got marinero mouth. I honestly like. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It's an incredible motor. You can't stop him ever. No yeah. one can. Ed yeah, marinero, no. Ed marinero was so bad. I won't even eat spaghetti and marinara sauce. Like oh, he's destroyed that from <laughs> in a meat sauce. He's got uh, what's the? Uh, he's got exorcist neck. Oh yeah, uh, he's, he can see the whole field. He's got he really can see his exorcist neck. neck. Who cares how long his arms are? That's right. He's got exorcist you neck. Know. He's got great, great field vision. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's our job, or maybe your job at one of your gigs. Let's figure it out. We will if we're in a local town. We will. Let me shovel that on your plate. You don't have enough to do when you get to a town. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I know yeah, you got to hop off and do your thing. Uh, my guests, of course, the amazing Sklar Brothers. Uh, follow them on Twitter, at Sklar Brothers. Guys, uh, mention the podcast. They're all on Starburns, as is this. Yeah, so we do uh, Dumb People Town, which is just us and our, our co-host, Daniel Van Kirk, breaking down the dumbest stories that happen in the news. It is so much fun with a guest. That's a blast. Jeff, you should do that with us. And uh, and we do uh, View from the Cheap Seats, at which uh, Jeff and uh, the great uh, Chef Waterhouse has been yeah, a part of. Yeah, 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 I've done that. It's Even fun. part of that. I do the so, year enders. Year, I like the year enders. I love running, running it up and running it down with Chet Waterhouse. So that's a blast. Uh, those are uh, both there. And then we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Sklar Brothers, where we do uh, new episodes of Cheap Seats, cheaper seats every month. Give that to you, plus extra content and whatnot. And this summer, we're rebooting Cheap Seats for the UFC. It's a show called The Nosebleeds, and uh, it's us making fun of the old weird footage in the UFC archives and it is we've done six episodes it is a blast i'm very excited to bring that out probably looking forward to it uh thanks for coming on guys uh it's always a blast having you on thank you Uh, follow me on twitter at real jeff cesario my album what was i thinking streaming everywhere the play with pain mugs available at jeffcesario.com follow gary my producer at g patrick smith 
and watch and listen to all things Corolla. Uh, Chet, what do you got cooking? Oh, this weekend I'll be in Humid Bay, Louisiana, calling the sweating championship for towels.com. Andy Big Rash Nordquist favored again. Sponsored by Fluel, Hawaii's strongest cold medicine and 45-hour energy drink. Big crash hard. Thanks for tuning in. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with Hey!